Welcome to Bike Med. These are podcasts on biking medicine from the University of Utah School of Medicine. Hello, this is Richard Ingebretson from the University of Utah School of Medicine. Welcome to our podcast series today. We're always grateful when you take time to listen. We want to speak to not only uh, coaches and trainers in biking, but we want to speak to the riders themselves. Uh, they're the ones that perform on a ride, in a race. They're the ones that have to be in condition to do that. We want to listen to a, a rider, a racer, on what it takes to get ready for the race and proper techniques for doing that. We bring back one of our great uh, cyclists and racers, Justin Allen. Hello, Justin. How are you today? I'm good. I'm happy to be back. Well, what do you do to, yeah, you're a rider and you're a racer. What do you do to get ready? Can you help us? Yeah, so definitely there's a lot of different um, ways to approach getting ready for a bike race. And so some of that can be like nutrition and recovery. But one of the biggest things is uh, your training plan, the training plan that you use. And so there's, it's kind of a convoluted topic and it's, it's really confusing and hard to get into, but if you can, you can break it down and it becomes actually a lot simpler to look at. Um, you can break it down into a couple different steps. Um, so the first step, uh, to building it is actually to identify your strengths and weaknesses so that you can create personalized goals. Um, so there's a couple different categories that are our main focus for mountain biking, uh, just and fitness in general. And those are muscular endurance, aerobic endurance, power, speed, and mental strength. So really you kind of just want to take a look and assess yourselves, yourself in those categories. So think about like, Oh, do I have, do I burn out at the end of the races? Uh, could my endurance be better? Or am I always lacking in the sprint at the start? So then you can kind of figure out where your strengths and weaknesses lie and by doing that you get a better idea of what types of goals you need to work on and that leads us right into the next step which is to establish goals for the season um, so that's the the guiding focus for really the rest of the season and it it helps it helps to influence motivation to have quantifiable step stones and it helps just measure your performances and you really want to make sure they're personalized um, instead of quite general because like a general goal would be oh, I just want to get top five in the race, but you really can't control how other people do. You can only control how you yourself do. So you want to be able to keep them personalized. So instead of focusing on a placement, maybe a time to hit, and then that makes it so that your goals are more attainable and more beneficial for you in the long run. Um, the next step that you would actually need to do after establishing those goals is to identify races that you'll be competing in and then ranking their importance. So like for me, I had a big state race that I wanted to place in at the end. So that was my top priority. And so you can, you want to pick maybe up to two events in a season that are especially important for, because later I'll talk about something called tapering and peaking, which can lead us to peak our fitness for those. Um, and also you want to avoid burnout. If you try to race, all of your races, like they're high priority races, you might start getting burned out. So you might evaluate some races are less important and you might just want to train through them so you can be better for your the races that really matter to you. 
Um, so after that, we actually can, that leads us into our actual planning of the season. And so probably there's a couple different methods to establish a training plan. But one of the most commonly used one is called periodization. And so basically we split up the season into around four or five like distinctive periods that have different training intensities and volumes and they accomplish different goals throughout the season. The first phase will be the preparation phase. And so this normally lasts anywhere from three to eight weeks. And it's almost like a period where you train to train. So it oftentimes doesn't include a lot of like specific mountain biking, but it can include weight training or just cross training like running and skiing. So you keep the training relatively low, but you start working into like regular exercise so that you can start your next period with a good base. And so the next period is actually called the base period. And this is where we put in the most volume um, and where we build like our base, our, our base of endurance. That's why it's called the base period. So we have a lot of high volume rides and they're pretty low intensity. This is probably the period where you're going to be putting in the most amount of time, which can be difficult for like uh, race season in the fall. This period kind of overlaps between like winter where it's all cold outside, depending on where you live. So that can be kind of tricky because you you have to ride inside. But yeah, you do the base period and we're just working on our aerobic endurance for the rest of the season. And this ranges around six to 12 weeks-ish, depending on how long your season is, how much time you have to train. We still include weight training, but it's decreased because we're focusing on specific biking. Um, during this period, we're actually going to split it up even further into micro cycles. And so we put those as four week cycles. So you want to ramp up your uh, volume for the first three weeks. So from week one to two to three, your volume is getting higher. Then the fourth week is a rest week where you just curb your training and you just prioritize rest so you can be fresh for your next cycle, which you build higher. And so you're constantly overshooting and this helps us develop more fitness. Sometimes this base period can be split up into base one and base two, but to keep it simple, I'll just be addressing just base period. Um, and then, so after we do the base period, we're going to go into the build period. And so during this build period, we could even start some lo low priority races, um, but we'll probably want to train through these so we don't sacrifice fitness gains since they're low priority but we're going to be focusing not just on like endurance but we're also going to be doing some power and speed work as well so throwing in some sprints and uh, vo2 max and high intensity power rides um, so this period also it's it's similar to base period it lasts about six to nine weeks obviously depending on how much time you have it continues with the four-week microcycles with a rest week on the fourth week. And yeah, really, we're just focusing on improving our peak power output and our FTP and hard effort uh, for the races. And that's also when we begin race-specific training. So some workouts, you could throw in like a, a ride that's similar to your race. So if you're racing 
say for an hour you could put in like an hour long hard effort or you could just throw in like a 15 minute extra hard effort to simulate like the start of a race or like the first lap um so we're gonna be doing that up until right until our peak event so we could hit some uh not as important races and we train through those and we could also hit some minor races that we want to do well at and so you can uh, cut your training for the week before just to stay fresh before it but about one to two weeks before your priority race that you set aside you want to start something called the peak phase and so you're going to be significantly ramping down on intensity and volume and only focusing on recovery and so it seems kind of counterintuitive you're like oh my big race is coming up so why am I stopping training two weeks ahead but so by doing this, we, we're sacrificing a bit of fitness and some gains that we could be making, but we're completely optimizing our performance and our recovery so that we can be at the very peak form for our race. Um, so then after that, it'll go until your um, optimized race. And then there'll be about a week after just called a recovery phase where you'll kind of take it easy, recover from peaking, because peaking can be kind of difficult on your body. Um, so generally, you can really only do it about one to two times per season, preferably one. But if you have two priority races, then it's a possibility. Um, so then we have a recovery phase where we just recover from all that hard racing, and then that could last for like a week or two. And then after the big race if you have any more races then you can jump back into like a build phase where you're just working on race specific training and then possibly another peak phase and then you'll wrap up the season um so if you follow those steps and guidelines to formulate your training plan then you can start building up your levels of fitness on top of each other and so the way this is set up it helps you train to do your next big rides and then so you build up your endurance base and then that helps you get better to start your high intensity rides so it kind of stacks up on each other um so it's it's good that way um so hopefully by the end of the your peak period you'll be the fastest you have ever been and you'll have great results i will say to keep in mind that this is at the end of the day a personalized plan and so you don't want to follow this uh, description of it word for word and instead you want to implement some of your own techniques and f figure out what works best for you and it's also very flexible so if like a training week doesn't work out that's okay just uh, make sure to hit the next week just as just as well as your previous weeks and so a, a minor deviation won't completely derail your uh, season but if you try to follow it to the best of your abilities, you'll see the best results. Thanks so much for listening. This ends the podcast on preparing for your race.